Something that we deal with on daily basis. To rent a venue, to rent a vehicle, to lease an apartment, to lease an office space, is something that every single one of us is involved with on daily basis. Furthermore, either we are employees to others, so we are hiring, we are giving, we are leasing our skills and abilities, or we are seeking the skills and the abilities of others by employing them. This is the notion of al-ijara, to lease. Within the Islamic perspective, there are extremely extensive amount of teachings and laws and perspectives on the matter. And it is a matter that is usually forgotten or put aside within our circle of discussions. In this topic, we will look further within the notion and the phenomenon of al-ijara, leasing, to bring to you the Islamic perspective in this regard. Leasing within the religion of Islam is a phenomenon that contains extensive amount of teachings within the Holy Quran and within the teachings of the Ahlul Bayt, within the traditions of the Ahlul Bayt. However, the notion of renting or leasing has, divided, has been divided into two major categories. Number one, leasing or renting properties such as, for example, an office space, a residence, a car, a hotel room, whether you are the person leasing or you are the person providing, whether you are the landlord or the tenant, there are rules and regulations and teachings and etiquettes in this specific regard. Number two, as hiring, you're hiring skills, hiring time, hiring abilities as an employer or as an employee providing your services and your skills to the employer. So it's either leasing or renting the skills and abilities of individuals or leasing or renting properties. Now, Islam has an interesting lesson when it comes to this particular issue. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala within the Holy Quran teaches us that He has created individuals differently so that their arzaq would be connected to their skills, to their abilities, to that which has been bestowed to them by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala within the Holy Quran says in chapter 43, verse 32, 
ورفعنا بعضهم فوق بعض درجات ليتخذ بعضهم بعضا سخريا ورحمة ربك خير مما يجمعون الله سبحانه وتعالى says is it them who divides the assets the abilities or is it I Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the creator who's divided the assets amongst people who's divided his rahmah who's divided his rizq sustenance amongst the people according to the skill that he has provided to them then he makes an eminent point that he indeed is the one who has created us in this great variety so that one of them would hire the other so one of them would seek the ability of others that is why when a man goes to Imam al-Sadiq Ammar al-Sabati one of his companions goes to Imam al-Sadiq and he says to him there are people who barely hire others if there is something broken in their home they'll fix it if there is a garden within their house they'll learn how to for example, do the gardening for it. If there is, for example, a paint job that's needed for their house, they'll be the one that does it. Is this something good or bad? And Imam al-Sadiq has something very interesting to say. He says if he does that to save money, by not hiring others, he will never save that money. Meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that sustains me and you, right? He's the one that gives us that sustenance. Allah has made the skill and the ability of someone to be a gardener. Hire him, pay him, Allah will reimburse you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taught others, has given the skill of others to be employed in the field of being teachers. Now I come and I hire a teacher and I pay him for his services, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reimburse me, will return that money within my assets. However, I say, no, I want to be the one that does it because I don't want to hire others. Why should I depart from this wealth? Allah says, yes, keep that wealth in your pocket. If you don't spend it, it will not be reimbursed. If it is taken away, then it will be reimbursed since it was used to hire others. Now with that said, the phenomenon of al-ijarah the phenomenon of renting or leasing will be examined in the following points. Number one, the etiquettes and the teachings of Islam and the Islamic perspective on renting or leasing a property. Number two, the etiquettes, teachings and laws pertaining hiring the skill of others or hiring my skills or providing my skills and abilities to others, whether an employee or an employer. Number three, not mistreating or treating unfairly the subject, which is either the property or the employee. Number four, to pay the price or the amount for the lease before it's due. And number five, to have an official agreement before the work begins. Let us examine that one by one after your recitation of a salawat upon Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad. Allahumma salli. 
Number one, the renting or leasing of a property, whether it is a place where you conduct your business, whether it's a place where you're going to live, whether it's a place where you're traveling and you need a hotel room. What are the etiquettes and the, the, the Quranic teachings or the Islamic principles in this regard? There's an extensive amount of teaching when it comes to this particular point. However, I'll try to sum, sum it up within a beautiful story from Rasulullah There was a man by the name of Samarat ibn Jundub. He had a house and he rented this house to one of the immigrants that had come to Medina. Samarat ibn Jundub rented this house to the man, but every day without knocking at the door, without asking for permission, he would go into the residence and say, I want to water my palm tree. So this man said to him, I have family, I have women and children, I want my privacy. I, I have rented this residence from you. He said, yeah, you've rented the residence. But this palm tree belongs to me. So I get to come and I get to water it. So he said, at least seek for permission. Seek permission before you enter. He said, there is no reason. The house is mine, the land is mine, and I'm coming to visit my palm tree. So the man said to him, why don't you allow me to water your palm tree? And every while when you want to come and collect the dates, let me know. I'll collect them for you and I will provide you that service for free. The man didn't allow. He said then choose a particular time, 12 p.m., 1 a.m., 2 p.m., 12. He said, I don't have a fixed schedule. And he kept harassing this man because he was the landlord. And don't tell me this doesn't happen. This doesn't happen to me as a tenant if I don't have a, a good landlord, if I don't have a moral and ethical landlord who harasses you on almost everything, almost on daily basis. If the rent is late one day, if the rent, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala within the story is trying to teach us a lesson. Let's pay attention. So this man went to Rasulullah and he complained to Rasulullah. He said, Ya Rasulullah, I've told Samara, either give us a particular time either seek for permission or I will provide the services for free. Rasulullah said, go call Samara. Samara came. He said to him, Samara, give this tree to this man and I will give you a tree in Jannah. He said, no, Ya Rasulullah. He said, Ya Samara, choose a particular time to go. He said, no, Ya Rasulullah. He said to him, Samara, allow this man to water the palm tree and collect the dates and give them to you. He said, no, Ya Rasulullah. Then Rasulullah told the tenant, go and take out that palm tree, throw it in his face, فَإِنَّهُ لَا ضَرَرَ وَلَا ضَرَارَ فِي الْإِسْلَامِ You cannot, Rasulullah then made a beautiful law pertaining this issue. This law that is employed until today, it is part of the Islamic teaching that says there is no harm to be done or to be endured within the religion of Islam. Meaning, meaning I as a tenant within this property should not be enduring hardship, difficulty, 
Someone that walks into the residence. Now I am the tenant. That belong, the place belongs to me. I enjoy the freedom that is necessary that comes with renting that property. Whether it's a home, whether it's a hotel, whether it's an apartment, whether it's an office space. And I as a landlord in the same time should not endure any difficulty. People shouldn't go in and break the doors or the walls or to change anything within the house without the agreements of the landlord. Therefore, la darara wa la dirar. Let us keep that in mind when it comes to leasing or renting. That's when it comes to a car, when it comes to a house, when it comes to a hotel, when it comes to anything that isn't within our possession that's being leased that does not belong to us, that we do not own. The second point here to make is when it comes to hiring the ability of others, becoming an employee, becoming an employer, or to giving or leasing or renting our skills to others and becoming an employee. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam says, Man dhalama ajiran, whoever treats an ajir, an employee unfairly, la yashtammu al jannah, will never smell the scent of paradise, let alone he'll not enter paradise, let alone he will not go close to paradise, he will not smell the beautiful smell, the, smell, the scent of Jannah. وَإِنَّ رَائِحَهَا لَتْ رَائِحَتُهَا لَتُوجَةُ مِنْ عَامٍ The distance of 500 years, he can smell the scent of Jannah. However, a person that treats an employee unfairly, makes him work extra hours and says, I won't pay you. If you don't like it, you're fired. His employee is his secretary to do his office work, but he'll force his secretary to do his laundry, to clean his house. He speaks to them unfairly. He treats them unfairly. He does not pay them what he was supposed to pay them. He delays their payment. This is all part of dhulmul ajir. Number four, the religion of Islam teaches us that we should pay before it's due. If you're renting and you're supposed to pay every third of the month, pay every second of the month. If you have an employee and you're supposed to pay him every fourth of the month, pay him every third of the month. When the third comes, don't tell him I'm paying you next week. Don't delay that money. That person has a family. That person has rent to pay. That person has payments to make towards his cars, his needs. Therefore, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam says, اعطي الأجير أجره قبل أن يجف عرقه If you have someone working within your home or working for you, give him what he is demanding before he breaks a sweat. And this is a form of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa telling us to pay them before it's due. And last but not least, the fifth point is to make an agreement. If I am renting a property, if I'm renting a hotel, if I'm renting an office space, 
if I am becoming an employee, if I am providing a service, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, according to Amir al-Mu'mineen, says, Naha Rasulullah an yusta'mala ajiran hatta ya'lama ma ujratah. To employ, to tell this man to start his work before you tell him exactly what he's going to receive for payment. Any type of service that is being provided. Tell him, for this job, I am paying you this much. For this ride, I'm paying you this much. For this month of renting this facility, I'm paying you this much. Those are the etiquettes of the teachings of Islam. And when we come and we look at them, we realize that they are there to ensure the human dignity. They are there to ensure the human rights. They are there to preserve the relationships within our community so that tomorrow I won't go and sue someone. I won't go and break a relationship. I will not go within the community and say I was worth this much but this person paid me less. But on the contrary, I say this person, instead of paying me on the fourth of the month, he always pays me a day early. He pays me on the third of the month. It is a way of decorating our mannerism and decorating our communities.